you know, the nerves really kick in when someone announces you. That's really scary. It's really scary. <laughs> it's all good. Wow. Awesome. A bit of a spoiler alert to begin with. A bit of a spoiler alert. You may not be the same person when you leave today. Amen. You may not be the same person when you leave today. It's a bold statement. Um, but, you know, we have a God who can change things. We have a God who can change circumstances, who can, you know, really make a difference in our lives. He can change our hearts. He can change our thinking. And he can change the dynamic in which we live our life. He can make us a people who are different to the world around us. Let's just pray for a moment. Lord, we ask that you would speak to us through your word. Change us so we will be more like you. Help us become a people. Lord, help us become a people who are pliable and ready for the change as you transform us day by day. Lord, we need you. Amen. 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 There should be a slide that comes up that says, Love, bless, pray, give. So love, bless, pray, give. These are four actions and attitudes that I hope as we go through this this morning that we'll grasp and grab hold of and be prepared to run with. One of the key verses in our 2020 vision is Luke 6 and verse 38. And um, I'm hoping, yes, awesome, it's up there. Okay. And it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You know, that sounds great. It sounds amazing. It's really, really exciting. We're going to get good measure. You know, it's going to be running over so much so, we're going to just pour into our laps you know, it's just so exciting. We don't have to do anything. It's just going to happen. Mm, not sure. Maybe, just maybe, um, it would be better if we read the whole verse. I actually missed out a word at the beginning. And that word is the word give. That word is the word give. But we'll come back to that later. We'll come back to that. You know, many of us probably would have heard of a of a saying, heard of a, um, you know, people quote things again and again. I can't remember what that, that's called. But you've heard of location, location, location. Well, here's one of these other sayings, which maybe you haven't heard of, which is a text taken out of context is a pretext. Okay, so meaning of pretext. Um, a reason given that's not the real reason. Um, a reason given to hide the real reason or a pretend reason. A text taken out of context is a pretext. I love that bit, pretend reason. You know, but there, as I said, there's this important word, um, and that's that word give right at the beginning. But before we get to that verse, I think we need to know a little bit more. We need to know the context of this uh, verse that we'll be looking at. So let's go back a bit. Let's go back to verse 27 of uh, Luke 6. Let's go back there um, and uh, we'll read it together to get the context um, 
of what we're really looking at. Um, Luke's gospel was mainly written actually to Gentiles. Um, And you may realize it's not maybe how they would have thought about things in those days. They wouldn't think about things the way it's written. And there's definitely a lot of people that wouldn't think about things this way. So let's read this uh, from verse 27. I think, yeah, it is fantastic. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Woohoo! <clears throat> um, bless those who curse you. Uh, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. For with, uh, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, that reads a little bit differently. We almost, we almost have conditions here. We are to love those who hate and curse us. We are to do good to them. We are to pray for those who mistreat us and slap us. The original language, slap, implies being punched in the head. It's not a gentle tap. How can we, how are we as children of God, sorry, try that again, can't read my own writing, Um, how we are as children of God has an impact. It has an impact on everyone around us. We all know that so often the church is portrayed as one uh, that is out of date. It's a sad bunch of people. We've been singing about being happy, but we're portrayed often as a sad bunch of people with no relevance to today, no relevance to what's going on. Um, We're portrayed as people that just want your money, um, and then we want to have a go at you as well. So we will take your money and have a go. You know, we as church, we as Christians, if you're a Christian here today, We are being watched. We are being watched all the time. You know, whether it's uh, out on the school run, in town, you know, whether we're wearing a Love Crawley t-shirt, whether it's at Jungle Tots, whether it's Friday Fellowship, whether it's on a Sunday, 
all during the week, in the workplace, wherever we are, if people know we're Christians, we are being watched. We are to be people who love unconditionally, just as we are loved unconditionally. We are to be people who don't condemn or judge people, just as we weren't condemned or judged. I think it's up there again. Love, bless, pray, give. Love, love, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Thinking of the best of, of others, thinking the best of those around us. To love them unconditionally. You know, it is really easy to love the lovely. You know, and I find it really easy to love Nikki. I really do. But no one said it was going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy. How easy is it to love someone who hates you? How easy is it to love someone who curses you, despises you, punches you, or tells lies about you? How easy is it to love someone who steals from you, makes fun of you, bullies you? No one said it was going to be easy. What about the people that have different ideals to you? They think differently. Different cultures, different ways of bringing up their kids, different values, different sexual orientation. You know, even a different smell. How easy. How easy is it going to be? No one said it was going to be easy. Can we do any of this? Can we love unconditionally? Can we just be the people we need to be for those around us? Can we do any of that in our own strength? The answer is no. But when we look, when we look at what God has already done in our life, done in your life and done in my life, it really just does begin to make sense. We need to love because he loved us. We need to bless those who hate us because we are blessed. We need to forgive because he forgave and forgives us. We need to pray because he is interceding on our behalf. We need to give because he gave us everything. Our verse starts with give. But what are we supposed to give? Is it just our money? Is it just what's in my wallet? Is it that I give £10 and I'll get £100 back? No. It can't. It can't just be that. It's not all about money. So often, as I said earlier on, this passage is taken out of context and read just before the offering. I am so glad there's not an offering sort of after I speak. You know, it's really good. Um, so often, it's taken out of context, just read, just before they do the offering. You know, the King of Kings, he isn't a slot machine or a bank who lends us money 
He's not. As we've just said, it's a lifestyle. Loving the unlovely. And those who curse and hit, who judge us. It's no credit if we just love each other in here. Those who are Christians. And that's hard enough. (laughs) Sorry, I'll move on. Um, But you know, um, but definitely, definitely it does show if we do love each other. It really shows if we love each other. It really shows if we are not people who judge and condemn. This love, it's a lifestyle. It's not a one-off. So what are we to give? You know, our verse started with that word give and it will be given to you. What are we to give? We are to give ourselves, you and me. We are to give ourselves in everything, in everything. Yes, our finances, but what about our time, our love, our compassion, our care, our hospitality, our expertise? What about those things that you are so good at you could bless someone else with? We're to give of ourselves. What about, maybe, just maybe, for some of us it may be, giving our life. What are we supposed to give? It's a phrase that has kept coming back to me, and it's this. What is in your hands? What is in your hands? What do you have that you can give? What is in your hands? You may say nothing. You may say, I've got absolutely nothing. But as a Christian, we have the King of Kings in us. We have the King of Kings. He gave us everything. Everything. You know, whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still a mess, Christ died for us. And if you're anything like me, I'm still a bit of a mess today. Whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's all because of him. The more we love, bless, pray, give, the more like Jesus we become. The more like him we become. We can actually then expect blessing and a good measure Not because we feel we deserve it, not because uh, we think we have a right to it, but because of all Jesus has done in us and done for us. When we come to worship, as we did come this morning, we shouldn't come saying, I'm going to worship because I'm going to get blessed. You know, that's not what we should be saying. Or I'm going to serve in Feed Crawley because then I'm going to get a good measure. I'm going to be really blessed and people are going to think I'm great. You know, they're going to think I deserve blessing. Or I'm going to give in the offering. I'm going to give £10 because God's going to give me £100 back. That's not how we should come. That's not how we should come when we give. We need to be different if we want to be a bit, maybe a lot more like Jesus and love unconditionally 
We need to worship because he saved us. Serve because of all he has done for us. We have been set free. Wow, we have been set free. We have been healed, restored, forgiven. He has done it all for us. Surely we can give of ourselves. Give what we have in our hand because of what he has done for us. And because, and you know, and that becomes our lifestyle. Because of what Jesus has done, because he loves us so much, we do get blessed. And, you know, and with good measure. When we serve with a heart satisfied with Jesus, we just get blessed. It just happens. It's a guarantee. And I, I'll give you an example from yesterday that is a real shock. Um, Nikki and myself were, were out shopping and we walked out of the shop and we saw two people who were in need of some help and we weren't thinking about today, weren't thinking we're going to be like, oh, let's look for some illustration. You know, let's look for something that's going to be really good. Um, and we just offered help. You know, we actually put a bit of a caveat on it. Like, you know, um, do you need help? You know, how far do we need to take you? You know, where do we need to go? Um, we ended up taking people from Crawley to Merston with a load of plasterboard in the back of the car. You know, just, we had a bit of time. But God had done something in us through our preparation of this. Through our preparation that has changed us. You know, a little bit. I want a lot more, but it's changed our attitude that we just love people, just want to serve and honour them. I have no idea what's gone through in these people's lives. We never got an opportunity to pray for them, never got an opportunity to, to preach at them or anything. But we just got an opportunity to love them. You know, we came away well blessed, well blessed. It didn't take long out of our life. You know, I got a bottle of wine. Woo! Nikki got flowers. They're better than any flowers I've bought. Just saying. But that's a different story, but you can ask Nikki about that. But, you know, something changes when our heart attitude changes. Something changes when we begin to give of what God has given us. You know, I was built up and really blessed, giving out, stepping out of my comfort zone, um, I love in that love crawly weekend. You know, I was so blessed. I didn't expect to be able to speak to anyone. I was so scared. But you know what? I didn't go looking for blessing. But I got blessed anyway. You know, you get overwhelmed sometimes when you're maybe helping out with feed crawly, or for us, we go and deliver um, some parcels. Um, you just get overwhelmed. This week, one of the people that we delivered to just turned around and said, of course you can pray for me. You can pray anytime. You don't need to ask. You get so blessed. It's not because you're doing anything really amazing, but you're just giving of what God has given you, of what is in your hands. You know, we don't go looking for blessing. We don't deserve any blessing or love but Jesus is different he loves us completely he knows us well very well 
And he wants us to be different as well. So when we love, do good to those who hate us, to those who mistreat us, when we give more than maybe those who have taken from us, we don't judge and we forgive even when people are ungrateful and are looking to curse us. When we do those things, then that's when we give out of the love and compassion that Christ has for us. We get the overwhelming, the overwhelming blessing of eternal life because of all Jesus did on the cross. When we step out, we get blessed. We don't go looking for blessing. I'm going to do this because I'm going to get blessed. We just step out, trusting God in our weakness, and he just blesses us. The blessing that follows when we step out, when we look to God, the blessing that follows is a good measure and it is pressed down and it is running over and it is poured into our laps. We don't have to go fighting for it or searching for it. It's just there. I'm going to try and describe um, what a good measure is. And it's uh, in our verse there, um, what it's referring to, this good measure And most theologians think this is referring to corn or grain, which was poured, put into a pocket, a fold in the clothing, okay, a fold in the clothing, right at the chest, and it was put in there, pressed down, shaken about a bit, put in a bit more, shaken about a bit, so you get a good measure. But they'd then try and put a bit more in and push it down, and it would overflow, poured into our lap, this grain. You know, when I was reading that and... I was like, wow, that is so personal, so intimate, so incredible. That that pocket's here, right on the chest. It's right here, by my heart. That's God putting in his blessing, giving and pouring in his love and compassion and care for me, right here, right by my heart, because he loves me completely, knowing me totally, and he still loves me. He pours out his blessing. There's an overflow, this natural overflow. So this giving and this loving, it needs to be a lifestyle. That, <clears throat> that's what we will make a difference. As we step forward in faith, I've been really struck by the way God is with us. He knows us completely and knows what we need and when we need it. He never, he never runs out or has to ration his love for us. He never runs out of that. He's always got enough. There's always enough to go around. There's always an overflow, an extra, and a more that he wants to pour out. You know, in our vision statement and these different items that are on there, if we want to see Crawley transformed, lives changed, It starts with us changing our lifestyle. What would the end result be? We get blessed. Not because we have earned it in any way, but because we started loving, caring, giving. It's an overflow. It's a more moment. It's not even because we deserve anything. It's because he first loved us and gave himself for us.
Let me ask you a couple of questions, and this is for you to think about. When you give, how do you feel? When you love, how do you feel? During the Love Crawley weekend, many people here in this room gave out. And what happened? You got transformed. You got touched. You got blessed by giving out and stepping out. You know, those that are working in Feed Crawley, week in, week out, you're giving out, you're stepping out, you're loving people in difficult circumstances, some. But what happens? You get an awesome return. The stories that we hear constantly of just amazing opportunities and people's lives being transformed. What about those that are working week in, week out in jungle tops? You know, the opportunity to be ministering into these young lives, these little kids, and their families are being transformed. There are people that have been saved through that. How awesome is that? What an amazing return. What about those who are just being transformed by your conversations? You don't even know yet. You don't know what's going on just by loving them and caring for them. What about in your small group when you're praying, when you're praying for each other and the world around you? Giving of what we have, giving of what is in our hands. It has an impact. We can't do any of this. Can't do any of this without the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can't at all. To see any of the 2020 vision happen, we need him. For us to give, we need the Spirit. And then we get blessed again by his presence. We don't necessarily go looking for his presence to get the blessing. We just, let's just give and we get blessed anyway. When you came here this morning, whatever circumstances you're in, if you enter into worship to worship the King of Kings, how does it make you feel? You get a return. You don't go looking for that, but you just get it. God does something in you. The Holy Spirit does something in you and you get a return. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Hopefully we can have our verse back up on there on the screen. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So, what do we do with it, this measure? What do we do with it? The measure we've been given. We've been given loads. Okay, It's f- overflowing. There's loads of it. So what do we do with it? Because we have, our lifestyle is changing and we're loving unconditionally. Because we've started on that process. We've started to become a bit more like Jesus. Let's use what God has given us. The more we do, the more we get in return, just because he loved us first. We're not just being offered fullness. But more than that, it's an overflow. It's an overflowing. Fullness, being full of the Holy Spirit, is great. But we're supposed to give it away. We're supposed to give it away. Remember that word give? Give. 
right, I've been talking on and off all the way through about give. It's not about what we can get out of it, but it is really about what we can give away. What we can give away. But we can't give if we're empty. We need the Spirit to be full, to be, to be able to give of ourselves, to give of anything that we have in our hands. We need the Holy Spirit to fill us. You know, as I said, being full is awesome. But we just can't hold it in there for ourselves. You know, because if we do just hold it there, being full, and that's enough, it just gets stagnant. It just sits there. I mean, it's great. And we can find, wow, this is awesome. But God's saying there is more. There is more. Nikki's going to come up and demonstrate, hopefully, that will make sense what it is to be more than just full. Going to rearrange the furniture a bit. Somebody's coffee. I hope those at the back can see this. Um, so, for the cheap seats, if you need to move forward, you can. Right, so Malcolm's just been saying that we are surrounded by people. Okay, so you're going to have to use your imaginations with me. Those in, in our small group know that I'm a bit random, so you're going to have to bear with me. Just imagine these rubber ducks are people in your life, okay? So I've, I've written words on these, and I'm just going to put them in here. So I've got neighbours. You might think of people as, as I say this. The homeless or the poor, people that you maybe buy a sandwich for, that you see um, in the street. People that come into the carriage centre. This place is buzzing. There's always people coming in. There may be people that you meet as you're around. Mums at the school gate. Those that feed Crawley. That's quite a big duck. <laughs> Your family. Sons, daughters, parents, siblings, cousins, all that sort of thing. Friday fellowship. Revive Cafe, those that are in there. Oh, police, politicians, the Queen, people in authority. You may not see the Queen very often, but you might write to her. So we're going to put her in there. <laughs> those in solid. Workmen, people that come into your home that do jobs for you. Your friends. There's a lot of people in our lives, isn't there? Random people. So these are people that you might just randomly bump into from Wix with Blasterboard. Or um, perhaps people who you sit next to on the bus. You might only meet them once. So they're in there. We've got people you see every day. Like maybe a dog walker. Dog walkers have their own thing, but they may see each other every day. Or the postman. I'd just like to say my postman's called Bob. So I think that's quite a good name for a duck. <laughs> um, work colleagues, so people that you see at work, or maybe customers or clients, just people that you're in contact with at work. Church folks, people along the road, people you see on a Sunday, your small group. I'm not sure if I wrote small group on one of these, we'll find out. Um, Malcolm put the verse we 
read today in context. And he talked about people that slap us. So our enemies, people we don't actually get on very well with. They're in there. Jungle tots, also a big duck. Kids at school, if you're still at school, or perhaps you're a teacher, kids in your class, things like that. God, I'm not really tall enough. <laughs> um, services, so like people who serve you in the shop, Tesco's and stuff like that, waiters, waitresses, things like that, just people you meet. And then this duck has nothing written on it because then maybe somebody I've missed. <laughs> so these are all people in our lives. So imagine for a moment oh, that this carafe represents you and your life. And you're right in the middle of all these rubber ducks. So, it's in it. <laughs> There's a splash zone this morning, Tony. We're going to put some water in there. I've made it blue, so hopefully you can see it at the back. So, I've put some water in there. That's all well and good. But there's not a lot of action in there at the moment. There's not a lot happening. So, let me just top that up. It's a bit bubbly. So, that's now full, which is great. Isn't it? It's great when something's full. But there's a verse in the Bible which has been a constant challenge to us. In Ephesians 4, verse 18, it says, Do not be filled with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you look at that word, be filled with the Holy Spirit, when you look in the original Greek, I'm not a big theologian, but the, those that know Greek have told me <laughs> that... Um, it actually is the present tense continuous of the verb. So basically it's saying, go on being filled constantly. One, one theologian said, constantly and continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, whoa, that's a big challenge in my life, to constantly and continually be filled. So we're going to try this. What happens when we are constantly and continually filled? Thanks, Mel. There's a natural overflow. See how those around, for those who are listening on the tape, the ducks are now kind of floating, bobbing. Yeah, do you want to do that one? There's a, an overflow that touches those around us. It's natural. It happens. There's movement. They're affected by what's pouring out, what's pouring over. There's an effect. Something happens. I want to point out a few things that have really hit me about this illustration. One is the carafe is not forcing the water in a certain position. It's not going, oh, I'm going to get that duck, or I'm going to get that duck. It's just natural. It's just letting the water overflow. It's a natural thing. So for us, if we're constantly and consistently filled with the Holy Spirit, it's naturally going to touch those around us. It's naturally going to touch those in our lives. Also, on this carafe, notice that there's not a lid. 
There's no blockage. It's open. It's, there's nothing in the way. And in my own life, I know there's been times where I've put blockages in the way, where I've gone, I can't receive because of this or that or the other. I've done this. I'm like this. This has happened in my life. And I've put blockages in the way. But actually, what I'm also learning is to preach to myself the truth of what's in the Bible, to listen to the truth, not listen to the lies, but the truth that God is swift to bless the seeker, that he's generous, that he's good, that he's got good gifts for his children, that his desire is to bless you and to encourage you. He's got so much. He's also, I mustn't go on a praise tangent. I promised Malcolm I wouldn't. <laughs> so don't listen to the lies. Listen to the truth in the Bible. Preach it to yourself. Preach it to yourself. And then the shape of the craft has really hit me. I hadn't chosen this on, example, on purpose, did I? But that kind of neck and, and, and the top of it that's kind of like, like this, yes, Lord, fill me. Fill me again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me consistently and constantly. I need you. I need you. And um, I was saying to Malcolm just yesterday, wasn't it? Sometimes in our lives, when we go, Lord, fill me, fill me again, I need you. It's out of pure delight over having tasted and wanting more. Sometimes it's out of desperation, God, I need you, I can't go on without you. And sometimes it's not like this, sometimes it's like this, I'm broken, I'm weak, I'm weary, God, fill me, I need you, I need you. (coughs) The other thing about this is the ducks. They couldn't help but be affected. They couldn't help but be affected by the overflow. It was natural. It just happened. When we're full of the Holy Spirit, when we're consistently and constantly being filled, those around us will be affected. Those further down the road to you today will be affected. Those in your small group will be affected. All those people that we talked about at the beginning, will be affected. There's a natural overflow. The other thing we notice about this is the date. I have done this on the 30th of July, 2017. This is not just for the 1st of January, 2020. It's consistently and constantly. Yes, yes, I want us all to be full of the Holy Spirit come the 1st of January, 2020. I want to see the 2020 vision with us all full of the Holy Spirit. But it's for today, it's for right now. It's not just for Sunday, it's for Monday morning, praise God. You know, it's for every single day, it's 24-7, that we can say to God, fill me, fill me, I need you afresh, that there'll be an overflow in my life. And the other thing that has really hit me is this. I am completely limited by the jug. I'm completely limited by how much stuff, water, we brought down from the kitchen this morning. I'm completely limited. It runs out. It's a bit of a slosh there, but it runs out. We are surrounded by things with expiry dates and that come to an end. I want to tell you today 
that everything, God's supply is never, ever going to run out for you. Amen. It's always there. It's consistently and constantly there. It's not an expiry date. It's not a set end to it. I have a tiny weeny brain that can't really take in words like infinite and endless. But there's an endless supply, an endless supply. We go to him and say, yes, Lord, fill me. He's not going to go, hmm, let me see if I've got enough. Is there enough to go around? No, no, there's an endless supply for each one of us. Amen. An endless supply. Thank you. The final, the final part of our verse, you know, um, it says, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Let's not be afraid to use what God has given us. We have an endless supply. Let's not be afraid to use it. An endless supply that will never, ever run out. Right at the beginning, I gave a little spoiler alert, which was, you may not be the same person when you leave today. Well, here is our opportunity to be a changed people. If you're here this morning and you feel you can't give anything, you feel you can't give anything away because you're dry and totally evaporated of the Spirit, at the end of yourself, well, ask. Ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you up. There is an endless supply which will never, ever, ever go empty or dry up. The potential for filling is right here, right now, today, this very day. We're not just talking about being full, but it's an overflow. Don't leave today. Don't leave today dry and empty. In a moment or two, we're going to worship. I know time's gone, but we're going to worship. But, you know, you can come to the front or grab the person next to you and pray and ask God to fill you again with his Holy Spirit. Let's pray that we would become people more like Jesus and realize that, it, <coughs> that it's all because of what he has done for us. Ask God that he would help you to love the unlovely and each other and that you would be able to be a blessing in here and outside, that you would know what it is to give of yourself, to give everything of yourself. Don't let stuff, don't let stuff get in the way of what God has for you. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Let's pray. Let's pray. I'm going to ask Joe to come back as well. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you would, as we just worship now, that, Lord, you would come and you would equip us, you would fill us. Lord, I ask that you would transform us to become more like you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you to 
consistently and constantly fill us because we can do nothing without you. Hallelujah.